0: Surprise, God has become man. God has become man. There's no greater surprise, no greater astonishment in all of history at any point in time. God has become man throughout all of history, in every culture, in every tribe, in every nation, and. They're all God has always been sought after. But God was always supposed to be far away, out there somewhere, sitting on a throne of Mount Olympus or residing in nirvana somewhere or up in the highest heaven, the seventh heaven. God was always far away. And man tried to understand God and he always seemed to get it wrong. I mean, even in the nation of Israel, you read the Old Testament, you read about how they perceived of God, and you think, somehow that just doesn't seem to be Jesus. God seems different in the Old Testament because they tried. But they just did not know God. They didn't understand or perceive God correctly. But then, God became man. And he didn't come down you know, from heaven all dressed in, in brilliant robes with lights shining and sparkling and fireworks and, and all the, the, the trumpets and the fanfare you would expect of God coming to earth. He was a baby in a stable. And the stable actually was inside of a cave and still to this day in Bethlehem and in southern Israel, stay, the animals are kept in caves. It's it's a good safe place for them. And in this little cave in a in a manger, a feed trough full of hay, where the, the I'm I'm sure the you know we, we see the pictures and and the ox is lying there and the and the mule and then the lambs are all just kind of sitting there, kind of kneeling and worshiping. I'm sure they were probably fighting with the baby over the hay. Hey you're in my hay trough that's my hay in the most humble of all circumstances, in the depth of poverty, with he's homeless, living in a stable, lying in hay. There comes God. And he is completely dependent upon his family, on his mother's breast, on the guardianship of his stepfather, on the reception of the world that he created. Now, we think of how dependent we are on God, and now God suddenly is dependent on us. What an astonishment that God has become man. Who would believe it? Who could believe it? That's impossible. God is too far, too lofty, too great to become such a humble little person. And so, throughout Jesus' ministry, that was the great struggle. People couldn't believe that God had become man. And Jesus goes about trying to teach us what God is really like. And they said, no, Jesus, you're wrong. That's not what the law of Moses says. No, Jesus, you're wrong. That's not what we've been taught since childhood. No, Jesus, you're wrong. You can be the Messiah. You know, the vast majority of Jews in Jesus' day believed that he was the Messiah. They just couldn't believe that he was God. And Jesus kept trying to explain it to them. He kept trying to demonstrate that he indeed truly was God. Because, after all, only God can walk on water. Only God can feed thousands with just five loaves and two fish. Only God can speak a word and sicknesses would be suddenly healed. Demons would would flee away. Only God could have the authority that Jesus had on the earth. Only God could raise the dead. Only God could rise from the dead. Throughout his life, Jesus is trying to demonstrate he, in fact, is God in human form. He is God become a man but impossible to believe. You know, we, on Christmas, we celebrated celebrating Christmas in the Vigil Mass, we got to read the genealogy from St. Matthew, which is a lot of words, right? And goes all the way back to Abraham. St. Luke, when he does the genealogy of Jesus, he takes it all the way back to Adam. But when John the Apostle, he explains the genealogy of of Jesus this way in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word became flesh the very mind and heart the thought and intention of God became a baby on Christmas day and spent his life trying to teach us who God truly is and taught us how to live our lives in such a wonderful and abundant fashion that we could participate in His divinity. The fathers of the church repeatedly tell us that it's so hard for us to grasp. God became man so that man could become God. That if we live, in obedience to the commandments of Jesus we share in his divinity we can rise above the chains and the, the troubles and the struggles of our humanity to share in his divinity John the Apostle showed us how to live that way how to live above the human frailty. You know, they tried to kill the apostle John by boiling him in oil. Did you know that? They boiled him in oil probably at the Roman circus, built a big vat of oil, and they, they tossed John the apostle in to boil to kill him by boiling him in oil. And when he wasn't harmed, all the spectators were converted. And then they figured out, that so we can't kill him Let's exile him. So they exiled him to Patmos where the island island in the Mediterranean where John received the wonderful vision of heaven. But you know what's interesting in that vision of heaven, we always think that that's the revelation about what's supposed to come in the, in the future. But John says, no, this is not the revelation of the future. This is the revelation of Jesus Christ. This is the revelation of who Jesus is. This is a perception of the life and ministry of Jesus from heaven's perspective. That's a whole different reading of the book of Revelation, isn't it? When we realize it's not about some end-time prophecy, but it is about the life of Jesus, who Jesus is from heaven's perspective. Oh, that's a different homily. But anyway, John understood God had become man. And that changed everything. So in every tribe, in every nation, in every culture, in every people who were trying to understand God, trying to perceive God, trying to find some way to reach God, God has come to them. God has become one of them. Yes, I know he came as a little Jewish boy. But you know, he came as mankind. All for all of us. We are all find the transformation that Christ offers as we accept him as God. And not just as something that we can celebrate when we come to mass, but to celebrate each and every word he spoke as the word of God. The word has become flesh and taught us who God truly is. And living in that knowledge we can know true freedom. Because if we can perceive God as out there somewhere, separated from us, apart from us, and wonder why do we have to go through all these troubles, Jesus? Why do we have to go through all this all the, the changes and chances of this life? Can't things just work out? And Jesus speaks from his life that God among us was betrayed by a friend. God among us was falsely accused. God among us suffered humiliation, torture, public execution. born in the most humble of all circumstances, killed in the most heinous, destructive, vicious methods possible. God among us. So then we face our struggles. We face our changes and chances of life. All we are doing Is sharing in Christ's divinity. And Saint John, who faced all the the struggles he had, being burned in oil and rejected and exiled, he knew that this life, the struggles of this life is not what it's all about. We have been raised above the struggles of this life. We have been raised to a level where we reside with Christ in the heavenly places. And we can look down upon ourselves and upon our own struggles and we can laugh and say, But I know. I know my Redeemer lives. And I know the place that He has prepared for me. I know that my life is not in this world, but my life is in the next. And whatever I face in this life, I need not worry. Because God has become man. He has shared my lot. He has shared my struggle and continues to share my struggle. Each and every day, we do not walk alone because God has become man. And we do not need to fear because God, as man, taught us to love. God as man surrounded himself with jubilant children. God as man went about healing. Not condemning. Not striving with man. Not demonstrating God's anger and vengeance. And then he went to his judgment seat. To pass judgment upon the world. But his judgment seat was a cross. And his judgment was. Father forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And then he rose to highest glory. Not because he needed it but because death could not hold him and ascended into heaven. He'd been there before. But he ascended to heaven because it was home. It was his home. And because God has become man, it is our home too. Let's go to God now in prayer.